0: Welcome to Stories with Soul, I am your host Jamie Ice, musician turned entrepreneur and co-founder of 6th Ave Homes and 6th Ave Storytelling. Over the past 10 years, I have launched multiple successful businesses and have become obsessed with all things entrepreneurship and marketing. I've been on a personal quest to unpack what it takes to make and grow a great brand. One thing that I've discovered is that stories are powerful and that storytelling has the power to set a brand apart. Join me as I dive into the stories of the heavy-hitting leaders entrepreneurs, artists, and business owners in our community to hear their biggest wins, greatest losses, and their best business secrets. There's a story behind every great brand. Welcome to Stories with Soul. Stories with Soul is brought to you by my company, Sixth Ave Storytelling. In 2020, we launched a marketing company on a mission to encourage entrepreneurship and make starting and growing a small business easier than ever before. Since then, we have helped hundreds of small businesses and entrepreneurs grow their brands by giving them the tools, resources, strategy, and support they need to craft and share their stories. If you are thinking about launching and growing your own brand, schedule a meetup with me today. I would love to talk to you. Head over to sixthavstorytelling.com and let me show you how the storytelling approach can transform your marketing strategy. This episode of Stories with Soul is sponsored in part by Project 202, the leader in experience-driven software strategy, design, and development. Whether you're looking to build a new software solution, redesign your mobile app, or kick off a digital transformation initiative, Project 202's customized approach creates solutions that work for your customers. Customer experience drives engagement, and cultivating that experience requires a ton of attention and time. Project 202 is local and has 18 years of design leadership. This team is an expert in using customer-centric methods to build compelling data-driven customer experiences. Wherever you're at in your business journey, the diverse team at Project 202 will guide you from idea to execution. Go to project202.com. That's P R O J E K T 202.com and click Contact to begin winning the hearts of your customers and exceeding your business goals today. Welcome to Stories with Soul. I am your host Jamie Ice. I'm joined by my co-host Jimmy Williams. And today we have man, one of my one of my favorite people in Fort Worth. He is a entrepreneurs entrepreneur, the king of cool, um, Jonathan Morris. A lot of pressure, man. But, hey, it's that's it, a lot it, of it, pressure, Jamie. Speaking truth, that's what I'm here for. Uh, and we'll get into why I use those terms here in a little bit. But but Jonathan is just man. He, he you you were probably like. The entrepreneur is of, entrepreneur of Fort Worth. he is, He's the founder and owner of the Fort Worth Barbershop. He founded The Lathery, which is a grooming supply retail space yep. that, that was a, a really rad thing. Uh, he also started Hotel Dryce, yep. which is changing the game of what, it, what it's like to stay in a hotel in Fort Worth. Uh, he also is the star of Self-Employed on the Magnolia and Discovery Plus Network. Has his own TV show. No big deal. Uh, and it has it been in Fort Worth for ten years? Just, I think, just shaping the culture of the city. There's a lot of people that are that live here that are part of Fort Worth, uh, but there's very few that I think have have shaped the culture and kind of the the ecosystem of small business the way that you have. Wow. Um, so
1: we're stoked to have you. Oh, Jim, it's very flattering. <laughs> Goodness, man. Thank you. Thank but, you guys for having but, me.
0: But but you like, I really think you you are you're an entrepreneur's entrepreneur. Like you're you're kind of like whether you like it or not or this was intentional or not, you sort of became the one that like people kind of look up to and and has shepherded other entrepreneurs agreed and do it with a lot of like just style and swag well, uh, well you know man
1: i entrepreneurship is something that for me um is i i I just love being able to get ideas out man that's that's all that I'm really trying to do professionally is is take things that I have been um marinating on things that uh ideas that I've been consumed by ideas that I've been obsessed by um and bring them to the world and and, in particularly in Fort Worth right now you know I kind of look at it like I like Fort Worth and I want to like stay in Fort Worth and so I kind of want to just create the things that I wish existed in Fort Worth and so if that can inspire other people as well so be it I think
0: it's I think it's I think it's cool so I, I have two questions f- for that. One, one is, was there a moment where you're like Fort Worth is it? Because because you also kind of like a Fort Worth ambassador. You got Fort Worth tattooed on your forearm. I do, you know, yeah. you you talk about Fort Worth, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or bicep, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, was there a point where you? Because you've been here for ten years. You didn't. You weren't born here. Was right. there a point where you're like this? This is my city. Was there like a moment?
1: Oh, I don't know that there was a moment. I think it's been really like a gradual thing. So mm-hmm. I moved to Fort Worth back in 2012. My wife and I got married. I moved to Fort Worth. And in that time, and I'm sure you guys have, have seen, not only seen you guys have been a big part of, of that growth, man, but it is, it's just kind of become a cooler place to be, you know, mm-hmm. slowly. You know, Fort Worth is still very much a city that uh, is wanting for more things and places and, Ideas, I think, but um, I've just I've just been able to see the city grow in a way that it just kind of has become more and more magnetic for me. I mean, straight up, like I would probably say, you know, ten years ago, if the city was exactly, um, if, the city cha- if the city had not changed, if the city had not changed today as much as it has, I think that there probably would have been like a shinier place. Something mm-hmm. would have grabbed my attention, but um you know in in creating businesses one of the things that um i think has really um drawn me to fort worth even more and, and just um amplified my love for the city is uh, the way that the community has responded to these ideas that i you know my hypothesis is that i think that they will work mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and when the, when you have a community of, of 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 people that um respond to that um it's um You know, for me at least, it's it's been, um, you know, you know, the fuel in a lot of ways for me to say, you know, what I don't know that you get this everywhere, and Fort Worth just has a way of like the support and and that we're getting behind it. Yeah, man. Like I just don't know that that happens everywhere. You know, when you look at a Fort Worth, and we're the twelfth, thirteenth largest city in the nation, depending on who you ask on what day. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you look at those, you know, ten, eleven cities that are larger than Or eleven or twelve cities that are larger than Fort Worth. I just think that you'd be hard pressed to find the same level of connectivity and that support, that community support, um, in the way that it happens in Fort Worth, and 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 that's something that I think is um, unique uh, to the city, Um, and that's something that you know as a as a small business owner, particularly, try to lean into that Mm. and 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 really take advantage of. Um, of what that means and how it can um, help grow the city in a way that um, makes me want to stay here. at least. Yeah, you know?
0: there's a, there's a camaraderie to it. Yeah. I I I did, like I always describe it as like there's there's no reason just from my own experience. Like w- w- college dropout,
2: same ta- bro. Ta- <laughs> same. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: ex musician <laughs> should have a seat at the table. You know, and, and just what we we had no idea what, what we were doing, and no. most of the things that we have done. Yeah. But there's this like welcoming. You can do it. Like this is great. Come be, come be a part, like with the mayor and yeah. the city. Like all this like very formal stuff that should seem exclusive. Yeah. There's a a welcoming, and, and even just among the other entrepreneurs and other business owners. There's a there's a, you know, I I, I still vividly remember like. I don't. This is years ago, but when we just first started Six Seventy Homes or some something like that, or something happened, and you sent Jimmy and I this like video text, and you were like walking, and you were like, "Just want to let you know, like you guys inspired me." And I was like, <laughs> "I remember that." I was like, "Man, I remember that too." It that meant a lot, but I think that <laughs> attitude is 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 yeah, what makes it so well, cool. I
1: think that there's there is a, there's a certain camaraderie. um, where, and particularly amongst, I think the small business community, I mm-hmm. think that the small business community is a um, a staple of that which makes Fort Worth, I think, interesting right now, mm-hmm. um, and and an important um, city in the scope of, you know, not just nationally, but even globally, the way that we um, are thought of, are thought of um, you know, beyond ourselves and people that live here, I think that Uh, when people visit fort worth they're coming and they're like man like there's a really cool small business community and i think that that fosters that creates this this kind of this culture of people saying you know what like i can find my space there and when you feel like there are other people that are like doing it with you alongside you and or just like pursuing you know this you know similar dreams Mm -hmm. um there's something about just feeling like you're not
0: alone. You're not on an not island. This episode of Stories with Soul is brought to you by TCU Neely Institute for Entrepreneurship and Innovation. They're ranked as one of the top entrepreneurship programs in the country, and they live by the Neely promise to unleash human potential with leadership at the core and innovation in our spirit. The Institute has recently launched the Hornfrog Frog Investment Network, which leverages the expertise and experience of entrepreneurs, business leaders, and investment professionals. They source, evaluate, and invest in the next generation of innovators. Crazy cool. And as an entrepreneur myself, I know the importance of finding great help. It can truly make or break your business. Luckily, as Fort Worth entrepreneurs, we have access to some of the top up-and-coming minds in the nation. If you're a business looking for talented students and interns, visit the Neely School of Business website to learn more about the Entrepreneurial Intern Scholars Program. They're actively looking for placements for their incredible students. They're doing amazing things and it's exciting to see the next generation of entrepreneurs grow and flourish right here in our city. Are you a small business owner or an entrepreneur? Do you do marketing for a small business? If so, I have something that I want to give you and it's totally for free. We've put together a free resource at 6 slash download and it's the secrets, it's the tips, it's the tricks, it's the tools of the trade, it's literally everything we do at 6 Storytelling to help small businesses grow. Go download it today at 6 download. Because entrepreneurs yeah. are kind of we're kind of weird. Yeah. Like it's hard for me to relate to to like just a weird breed yeah. Yeah. of like always thinking of the next thing and like hard to settle down and always like in the future and and struggle. There's all these struggles. It's like there's we don't have the the. Sometimes I'm like, God, I wish I just had a job where I could just show up and get a paycheck, <laughs> and wasn't responsible. Go for... home and not think about it at all until yeah. the next day. So there, yeah. So there's this, man. there's this weirdness to what what we do. Not to like put it on a pedestal in, in any way, but just it's hard. It's hard to relate to people. It's like like when I was on the road with mute music, it was hard to come back home and relate to people who weren't also on the road. <laughs> but I think there's this. You kind of bond over, man. It's freaking hard. We're struggling. We're doing this.
1: I think that one of the things I've I've just been thinking about even just over the last couple of days is like there's this, there's this, um, I feel like a facade around entrepreneurship as this kind of dream world. And, you know, I, I, I am an entrepreneur because I, mm-hmm. I love all of it, the good, the bad, the ups and downs, or, or at least I feel like it, it fits my lifestyle or the lifestyle that i'm i'm trying to to live really really well maybe but because like,
0: you're you're like not hireable in a, no, <laughs> in a normal probably capacity
1: not, man. i'd probably I'm suck as an employee right now like particularly right now
0: <laughs> sorry to interrupt nobody, you. nobody
1: wants that but no man like i think that like people see you know the upside they see the think that oh man like you own your own business guess what day one you're making all the money and like i'm like that's that's not exactly how, it how it works. <laughs> um, but you know, we're a, a a breed of folks that like are willing to kind of like roll the dice and see what happens. Yeah, bet, <laughs> and bet see, the farm. See what shakes out. Literally, Literally, man. And and it's um, it ain't for everybody. But um, I think that for me and and particularly right now in Fort Worth,
3: Texas, it's a it's a great space to to, to inhabit. I think one of the misconceptions is like. If you're an entrepreneur, you know, you're like, most people think that entrepreneurship is like, oh, it's this choice that you're going to do this thing. You're going to create this business. You're going to make, you're going to be so so successful, set your own schedule, let everybody else do the work and you just sit back and relax. And, but the reality is, is like, if you're an entrepreneur, you know, your, your grass is greener is like, man, I wish I could just maybe just take a job, sit there nine to five, come home and relax. But the reality is, is like, we don't choose entrepreneurship. That's just who we are. You, you don't like, cause you know, if you went and took that job, it'd be six months before you started another <laughs> business. It'd be six months before you're like, uh, what can I do? How can I do this better? You don't choose entrepreneurship. You either, you either are one or you're, or you're not. Yeah. And, and the, I feel like that is like something that people just don't grasp is like, sometimes being an entrepreneur is like, we don't really have a choice in this. It's like,
1: this is just who we are. The way that I think about it, or one of the things that I was, I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, um, the last one standing that's right. There's going to be people that come and, and, and go, and you're able to um, be a part of people's lives and careers. But it's like, you're going to be the last one. Unless you, like, sell business, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Pass it over, whatever. Yeah. But man, it's, um, it's, a life for, it's a life for me. It's a life for me right now. It's something that, you know, for me, like, for the, I feel like for the last six, seven years of my life, I've been just in this continuous, like, building, like, phase in like creating something new and chasing an idea of something and like now like I'm, I'm i'm in this place now that feels different which is like okay right, how do i just nurture the things that i have going on mm. and not get consumed by the next the idea next because thing. man i just know that like i'll jump into something yeah <laughs> Yeah, and every I feel like every day, man. Someone's like, man, what are you? What are you gonna do next? What are you working on? I'm like, dude, man, like right now, I'm trying to like
0: just. <laughs> I'm trying to use yeah. self control and not do anything next because yeah, because yeah. I will. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. whenever
3: you do something next, now you're gonna everything else is gonna suffer. You know, it's do, like, and but.
0: doing next is always, always, always hard. Starting something, there's always struggle and tension, and you're staying up. You know, till two in the morning, like. And the thing that I've I've learned is like starting something. Creating things
1: begets opportunity for more the things. next more, things, so more how do you, things. How do you and say so yes and no? Being able to say like yes, being able to say no, being able to say that's a great idea, and somebody should do that, mm-hmm.
0: but it can't be me right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that that probably took a while to to have the boundaries or control to yeah. say that. Okay, so. Speaking of that, one, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, and you've like hinted at it already a bunch, is like, like I have all these ideas and I just, i you know, have these ideas. I want like, how do you know? Cause I think the difference between, again, talking about entrepreneurs and, and I, we're not putting them on a pedestal but anyways, but just, this is kind of what we do and who we are. How do you know when an idea is worth doing it? Or what's that moment where like, I'm going to take the leap. I'm going to jump off the cliff. I'm going to bet the farm. Because the difference between kind of an entrepreneur and someone else is like lots of people have ideas but Mm -hmm. you're like you went for your ideas you did it you bet the farm you Mm -hmm. took the jump i think that it is like
1: an obsession for me it's an obsession it's whenever it's like i'm looking around like why is nobody else doing this Mm -hmm. this this is like bugging me that i cannot be the only person thinking of doing this in this way um, you know, that's, that's where, when I, when I opened up the barbershop in, in 2014, Fort Worth Barbershop in 2014, um, I just remember thinking to myself, because at that time, I think that Fort Worth was maybe around like 800 some thousand people, like number 19 or 20 in population, And everybody, mm-hmm. went, you know, Fort Worth's growing, the city's growing so much, and it was, and, you know, meanwhile, I was looking around the country, and I was like, man, like, it's just like resurgence of like dope-ass barbershops. And I'm like, man, like, I don't see anything like that in Fort Worth where I live. And the city's apparently growing mm-hmm. a lot. And I'm looking in on the West Coast. Portland had a huge kind of this resurgence of the barbering craft. Like it was mm-hmm. coming back. You
0: know, This not, gentleman, this you know. Gentleman's
1: barbershop. Yeah. Like you saw it um, in L.A. You saw it in the Midwest, in like Missouri you start to see it um New York and the UK it was just like like people are are finding these barbershops and these barbers are like really like leaning into the craft in a way that just they used to mm-hmm. but it's like coming back and I just remember thinking to myself like all right like if there was something like this in Fort Worth I would go there mm-hmm. um something just felt um, just better appointed for like what i was looking for a barbershop in, in, in a barbershop experience and then the other part of that was just like i was working in digital marketing at the time i was working for a small agency in dallas and so my day-to-day was like helping brands like discover kind of where they live in mm-hmm. the in the digital space and you know how they optimize their websites and things like that and i was looking forward i was like man like why are none of these barbershops doing any of this right mm-hmm. now? So I said, you know what? I'm just going to layer. When did you have the idea? To, all right, so it was like
0: 2013. The idea popped into your head. You well, can't get it going, out.
1: Well, this is what happened. So I was I was going to a barbershop in Dallas. I was working in Dallas. I was commuting from Fort Worth to Dallas every day. Don't hold that against and you. <laughs> I, man, bro, I can't believe that. I used to drive like an hour every morning to office but anyways so, <laughs> so I would go to I would go to work and then there was this barbershop that was like in my office building downtown Dallas and so like lunchtime I would like just pop in there for a haircut um and this the the shop that I was going to the barber that was cutting my hair cool guy um one day he was like yo me raising my prices pretty soon I was like all right cool and I was like I guess I could afford to continue to get my hair cut here, but there's it just kind of triggered me to think, man, this could to be a barbershop in Fort Worth where I live and where like kind of like my life was happening, you know, outside of you know, commuting to work every day. And so I just started looking online um, for barbershops. And I started asking um, my friends and family in Fort Worth, like, where do you like where do you go to the barbershop? What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? And in twenty 13, 2014, like everybody that I asked that question was just like really apathetic about their barbershop experience. And so I was just like, man, that's just kind of strange in this city that's supposed to be growing so fast and there's so many people. It cannot be just me that's looking for just a cool place to get your haircut, you know? And so um that's when I I say, well. Well, number one, I'm not a barber. But yeah,
0: and to clarify, you do not cut hair. I've never cut hair in my entire <laughs> life. I've I think mean, never... that's probably a misconception. Like,
1: yeah, man, I remember like especially when I first opened up the shop, people would like hit me up, like, like send me like a DM, be like, "Hey, Jonathan, heard about your barbershop. I just wanted to see if I could get on your books and like come uh, through. And, like, yeah. I want to get a haircut from you." And I was like. No, you don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you ne- ne- no hair experience. Yes, man. Hair experience is probably not the right word.
1: No. <laughs> I mean, I've been growing hair my entire life, <laughs> but no. And you know, I think that so so much of kind of the way that I think about um, just kind of the way that I'm geared business wise is like thinking about the experiences that register with me, mm-hmm. um, and the experiences that I I want to have. Um, and really thinking about just from the standpoint of like, as a consumer, you know, what are the things that strike me? What are the, what are the, um, experiences that make me, um, feel any kind of way besides the apathetic towards them or, you know? And so I feel like at the time, you know, thinking about that, you know, the barbershop barbershop concept, you know, so many guys were just going to like these chain shops and not loving it, but it was just the errand. They're just like, all hey, right, man. That's what it is, and, and unless you know of something different,
0: so it kind of became this like haunting obsession. Like there was a need for this.
1: It was strange. It was just strange to me yeah, that nobody else was doing this. Yeah,
0: you know. But at the when time. did when did it go from this is strange, this is a good idea, someone should be doing this, you know, to well, I am going to do this? Well, when I
1: started writing checks to uh, contractors and buying barbershop equipment to, to fill up to fill up this. Fifteen hundred square foot, uh, space that I
0: leased. Um, so you you so you just for, went and leased a space. Yeah. Did you make a business plan or anything or like? Yeah,
1: I created a business plan.
0: Um, I, like...
1: created a, I created a business plan. I met up with um, a, a friend of mine here, my friend Jason, and Jason um works in mergers and acquisitions. Mm-hmm. And what I what I liked about what I love about Jason is like we sat down and like we basically just backed into. The numbers, we backed into like, all right. He's also thinking from the standpoint, of like, okay, like you know, how do businesses become acquired? Which I'm not looking to be acquired or anything like that. But he's thinking about it from the standpoint of like, how do you create a, a healthy yeah. business plan? Yeah. And we're backing into the numbers. Like, how many people do we need to walk through that door yeah. every day? You know, how do you create, you know, how many people do we need for a barber to, uh, how, how, many, how many customers need to walk and sit down in a barber's chair for the barber to be to take home, you know, mm-hmm. a good living. And so, um, we set up, I paid him in TX Whiskey. He would come over to my, uh-huh. to my house. We set it, my kitchen table. And we'd like backed into like, what, how do you make this thing work? And so,
0: and did Ka- what did Catherine say?
1: She was like, man, you that's were the like, thing, man. my um, wife, like, she's just like, she's also weird. She's an entrepreneur too. Yeah, she know. was just yeah. kind of like, I, you know, like, <laughs> and I think that like, it was at first she was kind of like, well,
3: all right. I don't... Uh, you never don't, cut hair. Well, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> but
1: she... I don't know. Like, she's just supportive in a way that is... um, And and has been for other ideas, too, that... Uh, I don't know. I think that she's just kind of like, hey, I trust you. I think you...
0: So you're having you'll, these... You'll figure it out. <laughs> these late-night whiskey-infused business conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, sign a lease. So you said this works? She, the numbers work? I well... We
1: had to get people in the door, you know. Yeah. But, Did
0: you quit your job? So I stayed
1: working full time for about six months. Um, after opening up the the, the barbershop, and that time, like that was that was another thing. Like I was like, you know, still working, still commuting to Dallas, but like so every, probably
0: working forty forty five hours a week. So
1: like, I would I'd wake up, go to the barbershop in the morning, get the towels prepped, get things going for the day leave i had i i hired a shop manager jennifer jennifer's still with me today mm-hmm. she she holds it down and and from that time and she had never managed a barbershop before she never mm. even been <laughs> in a barbershop before <laughs> but no, man, she's she's amazing but day to day you know be running the show started with one barber and slow and I'd, I'd go to work every day man i'd be looking at the cameras and like just obsessed with like what's happening and then you know, my, my day job and like this, you know, this infant of a, you know, idea at the mm-hmm. time started to kind of compete mm-hmm. for my, my mind share and just kind of like how I wanted to, um, invest my time or where I could like really give myself. And you're probably burning to. the candle at both ends. And then I'd come, I would come home after work, pop into the shop before they close. Mm-hmm. How did everything go today? Do we have any, issues? and so it was, um. You know, making that making that leap, making that jump from you know working for somebody to saying you know what, I'm all in. That was a um, huge commitment, and it t- took a while before you know. And the lease to, is expensive. That's probably lease is expensive. So did was, you
0: did you borrow money or did you have savings or savings,
1: what? man? So you savings, just and, I'm gonna and just said you know what, I believe in it, man. You know and uh-huh. that was the thing. Like I, you know, I'm bet on. Myself and my ability to build a team, of, mm-hmm. of, even though of, you've
0: never done it before, never
1: done it before. But but you know what though? Like I also just kind of, I also kind of look at ideas and think to myself, like oh, somebody's done this before. Yeah, and like I am by no means the smartest man in the room, <laughs> but like, there's some dummies done this before. Yeah. yeah. So if yeah. I could just, if I can just apply the few things that I do know about, uh, uh about business what i like experience i want to have and put that on top of trying my
3: best i feel like we could
1: probably figure it out Mm
3: -hmm. see i feel like that's that's what i call the entrepreneur's ego (laughs) and because every entrepreneur believes it they look at something they're like "Ah, i could do that and you know what i could do it better i could do that (laughs) better i could do that better and i'm like i'm not the smartest guy you're gonna make mistakes but i'm like I could do that. Well, you know,
1: like, <laughs> I, I I never wanted to think about, and particularly, like, within the the, the barbershop landscape, I didn't want to think about it from the standpoint, like, oh, I can do it better, but, like, I just feel like I could do it differently, and I think that there are people that will respond to my version of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I mean, there's been pe- there's people that have been cutting hair in this town for decades and mm-hmm. building, you know, businesses around it for, for decades. The way that I saw it, it was just like, you know, there's, you know, market dynamics that are changing there's things that are um uh you know at that time especially like digital was becoming that much more important building a brand around um you know your product or whatever it is yeah was really important being discoverable online was really important so i just looked at it like all right like i'm just going to
0: and you know how to do that you've been doing that
1: well that's what i was yeah. like that's that was like what i was doing day to day you mm-hmm. know um for you know all sorts of brands at the time and so um small brands big brands and but ultimately i was just like you know what we're just going to layer that on top of this old school profession in this city that is always kind of like a step behind what's happening in the rest of the country. Yeah. Um, and you know, so much of, I think of the early, um, success of Fort Worth Barbershop was was great timing. Maybe more so than just a genius idea. Yeah. You caught, Um, you caught a wave. we, We hit it at the, at the right time. And you know, um,
0: This episode is brought to you by my good friends at Visit Fort Worth. Visit Fort Worth is the official destination marketing organization of the 13 largest city, and I would say the greatest city in the United States, dedicated to promoting Fort Worth as a premier business and leisure destination with thriving centers of creativity, culture, and commerce. Visit Fort Worth is the parent organization of the Fort Worth Herd, the Fort Worth Film Commission, Fort Worth Sports Commission, Visita Fort Worth, and Music Initiative Here Fort Worth. They are doing a lot of amazing things. For more information on Visit Fort Worth, head over to visitfortworth.com and follow them on social at Visit Fort Worth. This episode is sponsored by the Fort Worth Business Press. As a Fort Worth entrepreneur and small business owner, the Business Press is my favorite source for news and updates about the entrepreneurial community in and around Fort Worth. I read their email newsletter literally every day. It's always full of insights and stories that really matter. Are you ready to be more connected? Sign up for their free newsletter at fortworthbusinesspress.com. But... If you're like me and the newsletter just isn't enough, you can become an insider. With the code STORYTELLING10, all one word, you'll get a discount on the insider membership. Insiders receive exclusive access to special content, 24 issues of the Business Press delivered to your door each year, and discounts on event registrations and more. Join me and the Forward Business Press in staying up to date on the people, companies, and issues that matter most to Fort Worth.
1: For me, like, I just remember, like, I would go to these other cities and just be like, man, like they have a they have a culture of barbershop. Like there's like some dope barbershops to like choose from in these other places. And I was like, man, I want for that to be the case. And, you know, one of the things that I love about what's happening now, you know, eight years removed, the city's got some cool barbershops now, mm-hmm. man. It's uh we've got some some guys, we have a couple guys that have come from my shop and oh yeah, done their own thing, mm-hmm. um, and created their own versions of, you know. What what a barbershop you kind of
0: incubated some, yeah. yeah but I
1: think that man like that's true about a lot of things even just like in Fort Worth right now like I remember I remember when um like you know call it eight nine years ago like there wasn't third wave coffee mm-hmm. in Fort Worth like <laughs> yeah. maybe one or two spots but like now but you can't throw a rock without hitting a <laughs> barbershop yeah that's shop. right yeah you're right but. I think that what's happening, I think part of what, what, what's happened over, over time is that the city is like just growing and there's kind of space for a lot of people in these different kind of segments. And so, Mm -hmm. um, it, it creates this, um, it creates the ability for people to kind of bring their own identity to those spaces. So whether it be a barbershop, whether it be a, a coffee shop and you can be you can be yourself and, and and find an audience for the way you do the thing that you do. You that's know? right, and, and that's one of the things I love about kind of what's happening in Fort Worth and just seeing the growth, particularly in like the small business
0: space. I love that. And you're you're also a a a, uh, a pur purveyor. I don't know if that's right, is that the right a word? Right word. <laughs> <laughs> purveyor. Purveyor. That's what I'm looking <laughs> well, for. Of well, pur- what? A purveyor of vibe. <laughs> You know, like I feel like part part of your thing with everything that you have done is that there's like this brand and vibe and experience to it. Like you were saying earlier, like, you know, rating experiences that register. And I, I, I would assume that's probably like part of your, one of the things that makes Jonathan Morris, Jonathan Morris, is he's got this sort of vibe and he's thinking about vibe. Some people are probably are thinking about numbers and, and some people are thinking about solving problems. I think you, my assumption is if I... Opened your brain a lot of what you're thinking about is like vibe and experience. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not.
1: I it is it is true. I think that for for me, um, I I think about what moves me. Mm -hmm. I think about the way, and particularly the way that spaces make me feel. And for 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 me, traveling um, is a huge inspiration. Understanding what is it What is it about um, an environment that makes you feel drawn to it? What is it about an environment that sticks with you? What is it about an environment that makes you want to tell someone else about it? Um, what is it that's sticky? You know, so many things I feel like are, so many businesses, I mean, it, at some point it's a commodity, right? It's Anybody can do it but like what is it that makes it sticky in a way that um you know people are people feel emotional about it even if they don't know exactly why and so you know i think about that through you know like sensory design mm-hmm. you know you know what is it that you hear like music is very important to me Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Um and you know, choosing the right music, how's it feel when you like what do you hear? Mm-hmm. Um, sense, like like what do you smell, um, texture, like what is it about spaces that stick with you? Um, and so like trying to like when, and, and building businesses and, and creating spaces, those are the things that I'm like dialed in on mm-hmm. just because that's what moves me yeah
0: you get excited about that that's
1: what I get excited about and mm-hmm. so um those are the experiences that I'm
0: I'm trying to share mm-hmm. so the barbershop is starts doing well yeah. you you quit your job mm-hmm. doing that full-time then you're like I need to do more like this is good I'm good like, kind of, does it like awaken something in your soul where you're like yeah I'm this I was supposed to do this did, yeah. did you feel that
1: yeah, man. So what happened was, so like barbershop was rocking and and rolling. We were, we were doing really, really well. And I um I was I was thinking of like, okay, how do we grow? Cause like one of like, if you would have talked to me and we opened in 2014, if you would have talked to me in 2014, 15, part of 16, I would have told you, like, all right, got the barbershop. I, I'm gonna open up another one, and then another one. You yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be the barbershop king for work, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I think it was like 2016 ish, and I remember thinking to myself, because people were asking, like, "What are you gonna do next? You should open up a location here. I've got this great, you know, commercial spot yeah, over the re- here." The real estate guys oh start my calling. God, you. They're like, "You know what you should do? Here's what you yeah. gotta do. You gotta yeah. go here." <laughs> and I was very much drawn to that idea of expanding location wise and then something something like changed with me where I realized that that it was like that was just like completely ego driven mm-hmm. it was like it was not even what I wanted okay. I didn't even like I didn't want five barbershops I really enjoyed like having the barbershop I enjoyed creating I enjoyed business but like I realized, like, that's not even what I actually want. Mm -hmm. But I think that I was very, at that time especially, susceptible and impressionable by, like, what people thought I should do Mm -hmm. next. Um, And then one day, I was in um, Portland and was up there. I was checking out some different uh, barbershops. Um, and at that time, like, they just had a, a great, like, barbershop scene in, yeah. in Portland. There was a lot of really cool, cool spots happening. And I came across this small apothecary um, shop, and it was called Spruce Spruce Apothecary. It's no longer there anymore. Like, in the, it's right across from the Ace Hotel. And, where it was, and. It was like all these like grooming product, products, and like soap products. And I just love, like I love like soap products. <laughs> like I love finding like a great soap or shampoo. Or, I like you know, that about like you. I just, I just love, and, and I love great packaging. And I was like, yo, I want a store like this. And, you know. Ding, ding, ding. This idea goes in your idea. brain. Well, I was like, man, like I want to do like a retail store. But then I was like, man, retail's hard. Like, I don't know if I want to do that. How can I, like, how can I, like, add a kind of hedge my bet on retail and, like, add, like, an element of safety? So I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open up this little retail store um, with grooming products. Um, the types of things that you find, like, just, like, on your bathroom counter or in your shower. It's like great products with great packaging for, for
0: men specifically. Well, or I wanted to do,
1: I wanted to do, bring in things that were geared towards men, but then yeah. also like have unisex yeah. offerings as well, because, you know, for for men like there's not a lot of spaces that, um, that caters you know specifically for men in terms of products. You you'll go into, I mean, you got like you know, your Ulta's or your so far as or bath and body work, they're going to have like a little sliver. And it's like, this yeah. is for, this is for men. But I was like, man, there's got to be like a curation of, of things that are geared towards men, but also, you know, unisex products. And so um, I said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open up a retail store. I'm going to find a small space. I'm going to open up a retail store. Retail's hard. Selling products is hard when people can, you know, hop online and, you know, Amazon prime something to the mm-hmm. doorstep the next day. I said, I'm going to kind of hedge the retail bet and add a service l- l- component on top of it. So what we did is I opened up the lathery and instead of just doing products, we added two barber chairs mm-hmm. in there. Cause at the time I was like, if I know one thing, people need haircuts. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we're overflowing at Fort Worth barbershop. So this is a way to um number one. Um,
0: diversify so to speak
1: diversify a little bit right yeah so um get a couple more chairs pop in um and introduce people who are coming through that door to come get their hair cut to these products that i think are really cool yeah. and so um that's where the the, the idea for the lathering came about and so it allowed me to kind of um test the waters of like what what it means to be like in that retail space um Rico's tough. So were you like going to market and like yeah, bad. buying so I, stuff? So I used and... to go to man, I would go to markets. Uh-huh. Um I, I would be like just like scouring things online. Like my bathroom at that time especially was just like full of like every uh-huh. deodorant <laughs> you could find. Every You're the the toothpaste, best smelling man in Fort Worth. <laughs> every fragrance, bro. There was there was so many. But I would go to market and um at mark you know, meet, you know, these vendors and it's nice to go to this market in New York called, um, New York now. And it's like this re. it's like for like, if you have like a retail store, imagine of anything. Yeah. Like there's a section for you. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be like me and all these, you know, old white ladies from Connecticut <laughs> that have little <laughs> boutiques and stuff. Yeah. And, um, I just go through and like find, uh, cool products and then bring them, bring them, bring them back to Fort Worth and, you know introduce new things to to the to the market
0: and how how did it go
1: it went well man i so we opened up we opened up uh the lathery in 2017 um and for a year and a half two years um it went well little small business profitable mm-hmm. cash flow it was it was it was cool um 20 around that time around around like 20 18, 2019, I started working on this hotel project. And so when that happened, my lease was about to come up with the lathering. Mm-hmm. I had two open barber chairs at Fort Worth Barbershop. And I was getting to the place of like, okay, am I ready to renew my lease for five years? Um, I don't, I don't think so. So in between December 31st, 2019, closed the lathering.
0: It's honestly kind of like, Good timing, without knowing it was good Bro, timing. Yeah.
1: like mm-hmm. I had, you know, well, obviously I had no clue what was coming yeah. three months later. But you know, for a little, our, our a little business like that, um, I mean, we wouldn't, I wouldn't have had the cash to get through no the yeah. pandemic, yeah. and obviously March twenty
0: twenty. So did you feel, <laughs> feel like you were, world changed. You were killing one of your children when you did that. Like, did you? Did you feel? Did you have like a? It was, yeah shame it, about that
1: yeah it was yeah it was like a little ego hit. it was like the best thing to do at the time and i knew that um it it was the best thing for me to do at the time but it also kind of felt like the death of an idea like mm-hmm. man and i always felt like man like i still kind of want to do that. Maybe there I learned a lot there's a lot of things I would do very differently if I were to um uh breathe life into the lathery again. But mm-hmm. um yeah, it felt like I don't want to say a failure, but it felt like um like, Yeah. It was like a little ego hit, like, man, couldn't keep it, could keep it swimming. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but you also had this could other, have kept it swimming,
1: but it was just like you had this, this other, other thing. Not worth it. You had yeah. a
0: bigger dream, and and part of part of it is like being a good businessman is like knowing when this does not make sense anymore. This is not because a yes to that is a no to something else with your time.
1: Well, you, definitely time-wise, like at the yeah. time it was just like I, right, you know, at the time, the time I was you know working the front desk there and stuff, and I was you know on the sales floor like telling people about this natural deodorant that they yeah. need to switch to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and uh, it was it was a time it was a it was a it was a timing yeah. thing and, in my time um was was beginning to be pulled and so um looking back, obviously, you know, going into twenty twenty, mm-hmm. uh eyes wide open. Yeah. Um it ended up
0: But I I can relate. Being healthy. I can relate to like when I pulled out a, when we stopped touring with with GRO and then when I pulled out a brood, you've got, I was like, man, I worked so hard on this and it didn't quite do what I wanted it to do. But I know, I know, like this is what my focus is. I'm I'm supposed to be focusing on six out. This is, I know, I feel good, but it's still freaking hard. But man, like
1: I think about it, you were saying earlier, like college dropout. Like I also look at it like, man, like that's an education. (laughs) That's right. It's a, like, it's an education, man. I look at, you know, the good, the bad. Like, I, I feel like I'm not good at a lot of things like school, but one thing (laughs) that I'm good at is, uh, like recognizing trends, like recognizing, like what's like, what's working about this, what's not working about this. And just kind of like seeing data to inform decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a lot, um, I took from that experience that ultimately gets transferred into the next thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I want to I want to say it's, it's just an education. It's just learning.
0: Yeah, adding to the tool belt. Every mistake, every, every even if it's not a mistake, not saying it's a mistake, mm-hmm. but just yeah, it, you learn from it. it makes you better. It makes you, you sharper. Makes you you can. I think that a lot of times people don't. Yeah,
1: you know, I I'm like I don't got a lot in my tool belt, so I got I feel like I yeah. have to learn from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's did you
0: so i want to get into to drys but before that did so do you have so i think i think one of the one of the, i've always been in a, I was in a band and the thing about a band is you have these other those other guys and i not a solo artist i've with with all all the business i've been a part of i have this this team i think part of the reason jimmy and i have worked so well together is like i'm not a good i'm not a good like team player so to speak i was terrible with like group projects i like to work by myself but i need to have like this a partner to bounce things off of and yeah. i think we have even today i'm like sending him emails at like 5 in the morning like, what do you think about this what do you think about this like being a solopreneur kind of like did you have a mentor or was it catherine or a friend like as you're evaluating should i do this should i not do this should i yeah. there's a hotel I have this hotel should i like who who did did you did you, are you someone that needs that or do you have that or? I think
1: about mentorship maybe differently than most, and I I know that there are a lot of people that they they glean a lot from like you know having a mentor like someone's like go to. Mm-hmm. I I think about mentorship like if there is something that you know that I don't and I have a relationship with you, like you're like, I think of you as a a mentor. That's not necessarily like dedicated time to like, but like, I feel like if I want to know something that I don't know about, if I want to know about stocks, (laughs) stocks, (laughs) I got a guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I want to talk to somebody who, love that. It's a passion about that's it. That's right. And be able to learn as much as I can from them, not to become an expert on my own, um but learn from them. to I want to learn about TikTok and a 17-year-old kid that's killing it on TikTok yeah. is my mentor. <laughs> but but that's who are right. we, you, you when I mean? you
0: processing these decisions of like should I quit my job? Should I sign this lease? Should I close on the lot? La- like uh, who who is there someone you're processing or you just this dialogue is happening with you in your journal? There's a
1: lot a lot of very inward dialogue and like <laughs> maybe torment in some way <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean um my wife is has definitely been a, a sounding board but she's also just kind of like go with it baby like uh-huh you got to figure it out you know what i mean which is and not everybody has that and that's that's something that i'm i'm very i'm very very thankful for but like again, like a lot of it is just like number one, like i am I love like research I love so you're a re- you're I'm, a research I'm, guy man like if I want to know something man, I'm hopping on YouTube and I'm going down a rabbit
0: hole, yeah,
1: and I'm going deep, yeah,
0: like obsessively are you are you pretty detailed? are you detailed would you describe yourself as detailed? No nah, um i am
1: I am detailed in terms of. How I want for things to like,
0: okay. The be, vision of the, the thing,
1: vision of the thing, and you in terms of like the execution of those things. I need people yeah. to help sort out all my shit. Like yeah. I, I can't, <laughs> like I can't, I can't do anything without like a team because like I'm all over the place. Yeah. But like, you know what it's supposed to look like. How to, how to get like. it there
0: is you need help.
1: I need, I need that. Yeah, but like, but I don't you're, know if I'm a ying or. Yang yeah, or but whatever the thing that's not me, uh-huh. I need somebody to.
0: But you're me. a researcher, so you take all deep dives, deep like and like number one, like
1: I'll go down like YouTube, Reddit, But then also, man, like I think that for me, like travel just informs so much of um the things that like I want to present. Like mm-hmm. I always think about like like I just think that like other cultures, other mm-hmm. spaces, geographically, um help to inform um the way that i think about like how to create something and particularly in fort worth like okay how do i take something that i'm inspired by in another place like how do i breathe life into that that's with you know the sensibilities of a fort worth market and or people that are coming to fort worth you know what i mean so that's right um yeah i'm just obsessed. I think I'm also like really patient. Like I'm not like I don't mind like time passing. <laughs> if it means like I get to like Yeah. If if my job gets to be, like, I get to get these ideas out, like I'm cool with being patient.
0: And that's yeah. that's a part of your body like you are very chill. Like the king like <laughs> you're not in a hurry. You
1: I try not to be, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I am obsessed, but like i am I d I'm I'm pretty cool with things Mm -hmm. taking time Mm -hmm. because if again man like if that's what my that's what I get to do for a living Mm -hmm. I can be okay with
0: it yeah so where did the okay so we go from a barbershop a retail experience barbershop kind of thing to a hotel Mm -hmm. which is a whole way Mm -hmm. bigger (laughs) beast it's a bigger beast it's Mm -hmm. totally different yeah it's it's uh it's
1: you know what, it, it it's a very different thing, but I, I will tell you, man, like um one of the things that the barbershop taught me and that that it's it's community. Like it's it's a it's still a community space. Mm-hmm. Um, or it has ability, has a potential to be a community space, and it's a people business, and it's a close touch relational mm-hmm. business, and so so much of what um, I learned um, about creating the space um, for people in the barbershop, I think transfers, in the way that I see it at least, there's a correlation of transfers into um, a hotel space um, and what a hotel space can be.
0: Where'd the idea come from? Was there a moment? Man, or was this like well, a closet dream you've had for a long time?
1: I've always kind of thought about a boutique hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, a small hotel, independent hotel. And I love because I love hotels. I love a hotel lobby. Like hotel lobbies are my favorite mm-hmm. place
0: to and Travel is a theme. You talk about travel. You like to travel. I
1: like I like to know the way people who like the way people do things in different places. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, a, a, a hotel in particular, it's like a communal hotel lobby space. It has this ability to create a sense of place and to tell you authentically where you are. The, a lot of hotel lobbies also do the, I think, the exact opposite of that. <laughs>
0: yeah, like a holiday inn is yeah, the same. And, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But, man,
0: the I the just... The good ones, the timeless the, ones.
1: The, the idea was, as a matter of fact, so I'll, t- I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you the the moment when I was like, Ooh, I know what a hotel lobby can be. I was, mm-hmm. I was in New York for a trade show. I was okay. actually, it was, this was like 2016, and I was up there uh, looking for products for the Lathery mm-hmm. um, at the New York Now show in February. So it's February, New York City. I was staying at an Airbnb uptown in Harlem, and my flight got canceled. And I had to stay. Um, my Airbnb was up, and I had to stay an extra day. So I checked out of my Airbnb. There's a blizzard <laughs> coming <laughs> through New York City. I get in a cab, and I was like, all right, like, just take me into, like, this shit, like, into, into like, further into Manhattan, or, like, Midtown. And i was like, all right, what hotels do I even know? And so I'm, like, calling hotels, and I... I remember I was like, oh, the Ace Hotel. Like, All right, take me to the Ace. So we, um, the cab dropped me off at the Ace at, uh, at um, 29th and Broadway. And I walk into this space. This is like after midnight. Mm-hmm. And I walk into the lobby and there's like a DJ playing. The lighting is just like perfect, it's like a moodiness to it, it smells amazing. Everybody that works there, like, looks cool to belt. every Everything about this space is just, like, feeding my soul. I'm like, this is, like, I've come, like, home. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that, like, it felt authentic to the city. Like, I'm just, like,
0: It kind of, like, like, sums it all up. It, like,
1: sums it all. It sums up where I am. There's this mix of, of locals that are hanging out. There's obviously travelers from, you know, all over the world that are experiencing, you know, their little, you know, taste of New York. Um, and I wake up the next morning um, and go downstairs to that same lobby and um, people are posted up with their laptops and they're working. And it's just this communal space. And I'm like, whoa, okay. I like, like, I like the way that I feel mm-hmm. right now. and. I think that that like that experience just like I obsessed <laughs> obsessed to like over what that was and why that was. Mm-hmm. Um and you know I started you know I wasn't you know I didn't start on the hotel I did at that time but like that always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um fast forward, you know, a couple years later um actually summer 2018 um I I started kind of getting that hankering of like, all right, I wanna do something else right now. I don't know exactly what, but that hotel, and particularly like independent hotels, kind of like starting to kind of
2: mm-hmm.
1: fester, you know? And I told a few people like, I like the idea of mm-hmm. doing something like that. And um, um, just started to like, and again, then even just like traveling, going to different places, I'm like, man, like, I want to find, I want to find the hotel that's going to tell me where I am, like where I really am. Yeah. And not just like this idea of where, you, I mean, you could stay in Manhattan, like in, in Times Square and have an idea of like what New York is. But like, I just didn't see that, I, the idea of what Fort Worth was existing here.
0: Yeah, we didn't have any boutiques. No, there, n- we've never had boutiques. Nothing. Mm. Um
1: And I just thought that that we was have the Worthington. Which yeah. Is like, <laughs> which, but but here's the thing. Like, I just looked at it, like, call it the Worthington, call it the Omni. Those are great
0: hotels. Yeah, it's not bad. And there's not, they're there's,
1: really perfect for a particular type
0: of traveler. That's yeah. exactly what they're looking but for. But the Ace, like a boutique, a craft, a nothing experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing. And I just got
1: consumed by the idea that like this is weird we're so supposed to be this growing city people are coming i just felt like people were traveling to fort worth and this is a city that you can very much miss somebody could come to fort worth stay here for a week and not be able to see it in the way that that we as as locals Mm -hmm. see it yeah um and so um i got obsessed with the idea of, of of creating that
3: Man, I love that. I feel like I feel like where you're going through this. Like I wrote down this whenever you're first talking about the barbershop, but you have this idea, and it starts to just kind of like I don't know, cook sort of. What was the word? You know, when it starts to bake, bake? marinate. (laughs) Marinate. There you go. Marinate. And then you have this. Then you start on your your research, which for you is travel. Mm -hmm. You did it both times, and then it feels like you have like help. Where there's like community support. You people that you're asking about, talking to. Uh, Jeff was a, you know, the barbershop. And then, so I feel like, and then you just do it. Yeah. And then I feel like that is what, you know, a lot of people, I think, come up with these ideas. They, they, they come with the research. They maybe get some help. They maybe, but they just forget that, like do it part. Yeah. And I feel like we're about to get into even the drys. It's like,
0: and there's also a theme of him, like kind of getting kissed that it doesn't exist in Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I got this idea. Now I'm like, this isn't here and I'm angry and I need yeah. to, I need to it's solve like, this problem. It's like problem. Fort Worth,
3: yeah, but it, but it's it's a it's an obsession that you used the word earlier. I mean, you you ha- it has to happen. The hero that footworth needs. To, yeah. Fort Worth needs it. Well, like,
1: it's almost like there's a there's a there's a community component component of like, I want this for the people. But like, yeah. I also just want it for myself. <laughs> like, like, I want a barbershop to go to, and I That's want right. a, yeah. a like I want a cool hotel lobby to like hang out at. Yeah, uh, or to have a meeting at. And like that to me is. It's yeah, it's just kind of like why like why is nobody else doing this? and you know there might be great reasons why they're not you know <laughs> um, but I you know for me, it's kind of like okay i'm I'm willing to bet that there's enough people that can feed the little the little idea that I have um and can can help me bring it to life and then you know, just, you know, with the hotel, you know, I think that, you know, coming off of just having so much support from the community in these other businesses, it was like, man, like, this is a city that like, I feel like if you if you be good to Fort Worth, Fort Worth will be good to you, man. And
0: until they I, shut you down on your permits. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you know, I mean, hell, like we went through like we went through, so um myself, so I'll tell you kind of the story like how I so here's how like We'll get into. We got time. Yeah, we got time. Yeah. All, right. we
0: get all the time. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. So,
1: like the bar, so, okay. The hotel. One day, I was at um, I was at shipping and receiving bar, and Cutthroat Finches were playing like a release show. Um, hanging out from drinking the Lone Stars. something. and I ran into a friend of mine, my friend Alan Maderos. And I was like, man, what are you working on, man? And I was like, at the time, I was like, yo, man, got the barbershop going. Got the, um, the lather at the time. Things are, things are going well. But, man, like, I really want to do something else. Alan was like, man, what do you, what do you want to, what are you thinking? What do you want to do? Like, man, i always want to do a little hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I've always liked to, I always love, you know, traveling to other places and I see these cool hotels and, like, we don't have that. And so, um... Or what I perceive to be a cool hotel. <laughs> yeah. And um, Ali goes, man, it's really funny. I literally just got back from this 10, 11-room hotel in, in Florida where um, he and his family had stayed for his sister's wedding. He's like, man, we really don't have anything like that. We had an incredible time. I was like, man, let's get together. Like, we should talk about this. So we got together like that. We got together like that next week. Alan and I did at the Ginger Man or the Ginger Man on Camp Bowie. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. Oh, like beer. Yeah, beer, place. Yeah. which funny enough is actually gone, and they're actually building a boutique hotel yeah, rest, there now. <laughs> rest, 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 in, rest in peace. <laughs> but we we sat down over beers and we we're like, Yo, man, like it's weird, right, that this doesn't exist in Fort Worth. Yeah, man. Let's talk about it. So we we kind of like started kicking around, like, all right, like, what does it like take to like, like financially like do this? and we didn't know. We didn't know what we didn't know. But
0: he he's like a smart numbers guy.
1: Alan's a smart numbers guy. Yeah. He's been in, in real estate in Fort Worth for a while now. And um just great dude, like great mm-hmm. guy yeah. and, and as a as a partner, it's been a great experience that we've had, the way that we are able to yeah. like just bounce off of one another. Yeah. Which but we start talking at the at the at the ginger band and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna start looking for like Spot. And I like hopped on LoopNet and was like, all right, like what kind of inventory is out there? Maybe there's an old motel or something on the market. And found a couple of things and I was just like, nah, that, eh, that's not right. Not the right mm-hmm. pocket of town or it's not the right, you know, bones. Mm-hmm. And one day I'm driving down at the time I lived in Arlington Heights over, you know, near the culture district. Um, and I'm driving down the street and I see this for sale sign, um, in front of, uh, what has been old dry ice warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, I'm looking at this building, it's this old cinder block building that sits on three lots and it kind of sits on a hill and I'm like, it's built in like 1969, 1970. And this kind of looks like one of those like old, like hotels like a motor court you would drive up to or something it just had a, it just there's this blue line that went across the front I'm like just there's something warehousey about it I was like I like that building it's for sale mm-hmm. yeah, that could be a hotel also I look across the street and there's this arena yeah. Dickie's <laughs> arena yeah. is you know in construction I mean at that time I think they maybe they were like 70 80 percent Construction. And
0: people still didn't know what was coming with that. People didn't like, know, I man. I feel like it wasn't until it opened. They were like,
1: holy this cow. This is a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. But I just remember thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, hold on. I've heard about this arena's coming up, 14,000 feet. People are going to be coming to sporting events, concerts here all the time. And when it comes to accommodations, hotels wise, it ain't nothing in this pocket of no. the culture district.
0: Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like, nothing. Yeah, not and even so, not even a Holiday Inn. The clo- the the
1: it's it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, All right, you can literally walk from this old dusty warehouse at the time. Yeah, to Dickie's Arena. So I called the broker.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of pissed. I didn't even think. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, why is no one doing
1: that? Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, why does nobody snatch this up yet? So I yeah. called the broker. Said, hey man, I'd love to come. It was uh, uh, June or July of 2018. Um, I say, um, I want to see the building. Toward the building. I'm looking through it. I'm like, yo, this could be a hotel.
0: (laughs) This could be a hotel. You're getting the goosebumps.
1: Yeah. man, It it, it felt very similar to like when I first walked into like what is now the Fort Worth Barbershop. Mm -hmm. Old garage. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can can just see the way this could feel, you know? Um, And so... Alan and I um, met up, and I was like, "Dude, let's create an entity and let's let's, let's buy this building." Mm-hmm. So I went to my wife again, and I said, "Hey, babe,
3: this is it. I
1: I think we should do a hotel." <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and put together all the money that I could. Um, Alan and I, we put together an entity, and we bought the building.
0: Now you got to go get bank. You got to get loans and stuff Bro, and all that. That's so. That, yeah. so we, we, <laughs> Commercial we, loans are a, such a pain.
1: Uh, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. So we, we, we buy the building. So now we have this, this building. We closed, like, that fall. We closed, like, in October of 2018. And, it, like, we're not really even telling anybody. Like, nobody knows what we're working on. But um, we have this building. But because of the proximity to residential, we had to have it rezoned for uh, planned development. Um, and uh, the neighbors, you know, listen. Like some of them were really cool and very excited. Some of them were like, "Who are who are you guys?" And like, "You're gonna do what? Change yo? Like, what? Yeah. Like, tell me about the other hotels you built, barbershop yeah. boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> Yo, like, I just we just think we could like pull this thing off, and so, um, uh, you you want to talk about like community? So we ended up having you know take our you know our case to the the zoning board, and then we took our case to city hall, and
0: the I, people on Facebook and stuff were like vehemently against it. There was like some very vocal, some
1: were you know some were, and you know. That process alone, man, that was an education for me. You know, like. Is that the first time you kind of had some hate? That was the first time I felt like straight up, people were like, what do you, the hell do you know about this? Uh, You know, like, you think you're gonna do what? Okay. Yeah, and there's, yeah. And I was just like, oh, like, all right, people don't believe in me. (laughs) But honestly, man, like, it was, it was that. And there was a certain amount of like fuel behind that. But the thing that, that was so um encouraging and inspiring. Was just the support of like the community, and you know, we, you know, I called up, damn near everybody that I know, and I was like, "Yo, we're gonna, I'm gonna be speaking at City Hall on a Tuesday night. I need you to write in to your council, uh, counsel, counsel person, yeah. council person, council um, submit the. There's like a whole like form, and um, mm-hmm. um if you want to speak." on our behalf, you know, come through, um, and went up there, man, we packed out City Hall. It's like overflowing, We're right? Like they, no, legit, they have like an yeah. overflow room. Yeah. yeah. And like so many people like just came out to be like, yo, like, you know, this is a guy, he ain't never done this before, but like we, we believe in them, Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, people, you know, spoke on our, be- our behalf. People spoke against us as mm-hmm. well. um, but I I felt, you know, it's particularly in that moment, like, okay, like I have this dream, I have this idea, but I didn't feel like I was going at it alone. I mm-hmm. felt like there are people that wanted mm-hmm. um to see this thing happen. And, you know, so much of that was just like these relationships that I've been able to build, you know, you know, over the years, uh, in Fort Worth, um, doing business in Fort Worth and, you know, trying to bring value and, and to, to our community. And so, um, people showed up, man. And that, that, that was, um, uh, a, a huge, uh, tailwind.
3: Yeah. you know, Is that tailwind? That's yeah. That like, ta- the, like helps you fly. Yeah. Tailwind. Is that yeah. is right. We talk about them a lot. Yeah. That's, like, a, that's like, that's like one of my a, things I use all the it time. It was a tailwind, man. Yeah, it was a tailwind. And so they so, said, yes, you got it approved. They but, said yes. But during that time, was there ever a time where you're like, you know, cause we, we've been to zoning and like, and like just city council meetings where literally 30 people show up because you're asked asked to put a storm door on a, you know, yeah. a house, you know, and they're like, we're against this. you yeah, know yeah. So was there a time where you were like, dude, we're not gonna be able to do it. Like, yep. to, um, like, I mean, cause straight up, like people were like, yo, if you're a city council person votes
1: against it, all the rest of them are going to vote against it. Yeah. Um, there, what they like delayed, like our city hall talk and everything. And as a matter of fact, one day it was, um, also February, uh, I was coming back from New York, me and my wife were in New York and we got the call that, oh, the city council person, they want to delay it for the next month. We were, we were actually, we
0: and were you're c- burning money every month. Bro. Uh, oh the
1: interest, yeah. Oh, the interest is, is the property going. Property taxes is coming, baby. They, yeah. don't, they don't care nothing about <laughs> yeah. when their hotel gets there, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, we are, you know, at that point, um, we, my wife and I, we're in New York I was up there, and we were coming home to get back for a Tuesday night council council meeting at City Hall. Yeah. And we get a phone call saying, like, oh, well, they want to push it to the next month. Yep. And I'll never forget, we were in an Uber, and my wife like, you know what? Just, you know what? We'll just, because, so, like, the zoning, the whole zoning thing was, like, the way it was zoned, like, it could have it had been just like an industrial building where like yeah. trucks come in and out it it was zoned like it could have been anything it, yeah. it could have been
0: the zone is like you just got to get the change of use the
1: whatever. change of use, right yeah. Yeah. it yeah. could have been a it could have been a it could have been a strip club it could have been a a dog you know it could have been a shooting range it could have been a lot of things it could have been a uh, you know a, a
2: yep.
3: bar
1: it could have been a lot of things right
3: that that would have had a negative impact Would would have had a negative yeah. which
1: i felt like would have a negative impact yeah, that's on right. the neighborhood and so there was one point where I was just like, and my wife, we're in an Uber. We're we're uh, I remember we were going back to Brooklyn from Manhattan from dinner, and I remember going across the bridge, and she was like, you know what? Let's just sell the building. Let's just sell it to some developer from California, and they can come and build a restaurant or a a bar, and the neighborhood will see like, yo. Mm-hmm this is what you've asked, this is what you've asked for kind of a deal. So there was definitely a moment and I was yeah. kind of like, well, yeah, I think, you know, at the same time, like, I felt like we made a good, like, real estate move. So it was like, you know, we, I think we, I feel like we got it at a good, a, a good price. You know, there's a lot of movement you know, coming to the cultural District at the time. So there was definitely a moment of like, you know what? Yeah. Maybe we just, yeah. Maybe it was just a real estate play and mm-hmm. didn't work out. And we sell it to somebody and think do whatever to, Whatever
0: they
3: want to do with it. But, yep. the city,
0: but the city showed up. They approved it. A month score, later.
3: You got our, that tailwind. Man. And man. Yeah. And when, when did it officially open? Uh,
1: August of 2021.
0: 2021. Was it supposed to open in 2020? <laughs> yeah.
1: So, <laughs> that it was supposed to originally open in 2020. We ended up... So not... That took you... You bought it in 18? Mm-hmm. 19, 20.
0: That's a long time. Yeah,
1: man. Yeah. Uh, but during that time... That was an education. Like, that time was, again, college dropout, bro. But guess what, man? I went to school. You know? <laughs> I right. went to I went into school. Um, not to mention, like, you know, we had to go and get construction financing. Oh, yeah. Knocking on doors. Uh, hey. We've hey, never
0: done a hotel. We lent us yeah, millions of dollars to build a hotel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, give me millions of dollars, man. And, you know, I think that, you know, that was... That was another kind of showing of like finding like the right partner. You know, we knocked on a lot of doors and people were like, all right, cool. I'll tell you, what, one thing to know, like, like for entrepreneurs, we don't know, like bankers will sit down and talk to you. Yeah. Like you can you can get that meeting all day. Yeah. You know?
0: Until they look at your tax return. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like,
1: and they're like, I'm self-employed. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> uh, but so we so we we got those meetings yeah um and they'd be like oh well um great uh, uh would love to you know back you for this um could you bring us some 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 comps. um for you know hotels you know and i'm like yeah like there aren't any sub yeah, 30 right. key hotel rooms and like that's also the reason why yeah it's a good idea. we're looking to do this yeah. there isn't anything like it and oh my so, gosh yes it was you know it was a challenge and then we ended up um, getting introduced to a banker who um, some friends of mine, uh, also small business owners, actually ran into them at Taco Heads. And they're like, yo, if you're looking for, you know, a banker, I've got a guy, get him up, um, community bank here in town. And they were like, um, we'd love to talk about it. And I remember, you know, sitting down in this bank boardroom and like, I'd never like, I'd never gotten financing you know at this level before for any businesses i've always you know just hey here's 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 my money here's what i got you know what i mean yeah and so you know that was an entire education like learning what they're looking for and what they need to see before these you know spreadsheet number guys are willing to be like okay cool and so we um uh, i remember sitting down this boardroom with all these like banker guys and they're Banker guy closed. Like, <laughs> I just had like my Dickies on, probably. Dude,
3: we, and, we, I mean, we, we have been there so many totally times, dude. Yeah.
1: But yeah. what happened was, so the arena had just opened up, okay, and these banker guys, uh, you know, they had just went to um, a concert at Dickies Arena. It was the first, so um, they did like a. There was like a um, Soft opening Larry Miller concert at Dickie's Arena it was the first like show that they did. Mm-hmm. And these bank guys had just come from that show. And I think that this particular group that was right here in our community they got it. They got it because yeah. they had just Clicked. like, oh, yeah, hold on. Yeah. I mean, people can like, there was 14,000 people there.
0: Exactly, yeah. Right? If you're hearing this and you're a banker, like, yeah, like we need it so bad. Yeah. I can't tell how many times we've gotten turned down, but oh just, but, but, the guys that have said yes, there's, there's a guy Jeff Montgomery who's been with a few different banks. I know f- Jeff, the first yeah. bank I met to Jeff at the barbershop, man. First guy to ever give us money, and everybody turned us
3: down. He like he uh, we were, uh, yeah. He should not have given us. He money. should. <laughs> he shouldn't have. Like no bank. All of his bosses were like, "There, this is the dumbest money And he just like, pled with them to finally give us money. We're like. Yeah. We know, yeah. we know this idea is going to work. in you, We know this idea is going to work. It's going to happen. Like, please. But bankers are like, um, how much money do you have? Oh, nothing? Okay, no. <laughs> or they'll be like, okay, how much, what's your pro forma? What is this? And we're like, I don't even know what a pro forma <laughs> is, man. Like, I, I, I literally don't know. It's so, a good deal. <laughs> yeah, it's a good deal. I know we have three exit strategies. Come on, man. And then we get that one person, those guys, you know, man, it's like. Man, sometimes it, it
1: takes, you know, that one person, that one relationship, that one door. Being opened up, um, but man, I'm also glad that we went through the process of having doors closed in our face. Also, That's right? Um, it wasn't a, it that's, wasn't a. That shows wall.
0: a lot about your attitude in general. Like that's part part of part of again your success is like you. I don't know if just hearing it, if you're listening, he constantly is reframing these negative experiences to growth experiences. You know? Yeah,
1: man, they have to be. Like, I mean, for me, like. I, I have to be able to take something from it. And I feel like even like after every one of those banks that we talked to and they were like, love you, kid, but uh, not this time around. Yep. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring bring me four hundred thousand extra dollars and then we'll talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so Dude, no, um, yeah, no those, problem. Those yeah. And so, you know, like
0: I'm doing all that I can, bro. Like this is, like <laughs> so, everything you got
1: on the yeah. table.
0: <laughs> so in and, and in tandem, it's so because 'Cause 'cause didn't it, so when did the when did the Chip and Joe Joanna Gaines discover? Is that ha- that's happening as your the hotel's not open yet, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that okay. When did we start that
0: conversation? So, wasn't that before Hotel Drice opened? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you're working on this hotel, and then at some hotel. point, someone is like, "You need a TV show." <laughs> so, right? uh, we want to go into that story now. Well, yeah, we, have, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we haven't even touched. We haven't even like talked about. Yeah. So the biggest thing. So, <laughs> yeah. So here's it's your a, own TV show. So
1: here's the thing, man. Like, I've never aspired to be on television. This like, was not was, one of your ideas. Nope. Television was never my idea. It was never
0: <laughs> an idea. Okay. Fort Worth needs a television show. I got this idea. <laughs> that was that wasn't in the cards. So, all right.
1: One day, my friend Red Sanders. Y'all know Red. Yeah, yeah, we love Red. Red, uh, you wanna talk about like he's like a visionary. He's like that joker. He's um Red texts me and say, like, Hey, um, I just talked to that's how he talked. He's like, <laughs> um so I just um we just we just had um a, a meeting down um in Waco. We been talking to the Magnolia people. You know Chip and Joanna Gaines. I was like, yeah, like fix up, yeah. Well they're launching their own network and we've been talking to them about like pitching like some ideas for like shows. I was like, all right. He <laughs> was like, you know, would you ever be interested in like doing like a show or like or, like having like pitching like helping like pitch an idea for a show. And I was like, I mean, I I, I guess what happened was, so Red, in, like, coming up with these ideas for shows to, you know, for his production company, video production, they do video production, mm-hmm. um, to pitch to uh, Magnolia, um, one of the things he showed them was this video that I did for, is it Fort Worth? Um, they did this series called Fort Worth Stories, where they kind of profile, there's, like, yeah. these two, three minute little pieces and they profiled me as the entrepreneur. You know, they had different, you know, creative artists and business people around town. And I was the entrepreneur that they, mm-hmm. they featured Warren cook. Um, makes something beautiful. He's so good. I, I literally just saw him this morning. at His the coffee videos shop. are so great. So he made that spot. Red showed Magnolia, this spot. And then they go great. We like this. Guy, I guess I like, <laughs> came across well on, on the camera to, you know, the you know, these people down in Waco. And um they were like, all right, that's awesome. What if um we shot a show around his barbershop? And Red's like, yeah, like, like, let's like that. That's a cool idea. Let's do it. We'll let her do it. And they were like, great. And so they were like thinking that I was a barber. At the time. Uh, and so okay. like it was gonna be like Jonathan, you know, cutting hair at his barbershop. <laughs> yeah. So um They're like can you learn how to cut hair real quick? You know, like, look, yo, like number one, I'm definitely not about the acting like I can cut hair yeah, yeah. That, and
3: I'm
0: trying to proving. launch
1: ho- a hotel at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, long story short, um they gave us the green light. And this is all like this all started to transpire right before and then during the pandemic. Um, they 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 gave us a, per, a, a green light, uh, production deal to shoot a, excuse me, to shoot a pilot. And the pilot was around the barbershop. So originally the idea was around like Jonathan as an entrepreneur at his barbershop. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was, there I think there was like a new exec that came in and was like, all right, well I don't know if we want to see Jonathan every single week at his barbershop. <laughs> and then the idea kind of. Morphed into like okay, well, like what if Jonathan like traveled to different barbershops, and then, um, I remember I was in Chicago at the Ace Hotel in Chicago.
0: Sponsored by Ace Hotel today.
1: <laughs> oh, Ace! Uh, such an inspiration. It's a they, great, it's a do, great, they, they do, do great, great stuff. Spots. So I was at the Ace because, um, I was doing R and D for. This hotel project that, Mm -hmm. you know, was just, was underway. I was sitting um, in the lobby. I'll tell you, I love hotel. I I love hotel. I I was sitting in the lobby on a call with production and they said, okay, what if, instead of Jonathan going around and um, going to different barbershops, what if he's just going to different businesses and talking to entrepreneurs? And the way they kind of set it up was like, yo, know, like, um, what if mm-hmm. you know you sit down with these these businesses and, through the lens of a fellow entrepreneur, um kind of learn about these people's stories, And so that's when a self-employed kind of kind of came to fruition, um and it was you're going to get on a plane and go to different cities, um spend some time talking to entrepreneurs and learning about um kind of how they got their how they got their start kind of their current challenges and and where they're looking to grow their businesses in September of 2020, we shot the, the, um, the, uh, the pilot, the pilot for, um, what you know now to be self-employed. And, um, over the next couple months, we, we shot. And they said, yes.
0: So part of this, you shoot a pilot and then they're like, we want it or we hate it. No, you shoot a
1: pilot and then they go notes, 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 notes. Like this, don't like this, love this, don't like this. What if we did this? What if we did this? And several months later, they finally go, Yeah, okay, do the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and so um getting to that point, well, I mean, that was several months in, in the making. And then all the while, I like, I don't know like TV business. Like TV business is a it's a totally it's a totally different animal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. The thing that I love about the show and the experience filming is that they just let me be myself. i told I told the 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 production crew. I was like, "Look, guys, like, I'm not an actor. like i can't I, I cannot memorize lines <laughs> for shit. Matter of fact, yeah. like the the toughest, the most challenging scene we ever shot. I was in Detroit. And I had to like, um, I had to like um, memorize like basically like a paragraph. It was like maybe three or four sentences.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and I'm dr- and I'm I'm doing it while I'm driving downtown Detroit, a city that I've never been to before uh-huh. in rush hour. And it took me probably an hour because like my short term memory is like sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I can't remember anything. Um, but I finally powered through. But when it comes to like yo sit down with um with someone who's been working on their dream and building a dream and brought it to fruition and just like have a open dialogue and conversation and you guys film it and then and you probably the, love that I love it man like it just it 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 just gave me the opportunity to be myself and so mm-hmm. um i didn't have to i don't want to say it wasn't like hard work but it it wasn't Um, you definitely have to be like on and like,
0: but I didn't have to step outside of myself. Do you feel like you became even more of yourself in it? It kind of like you're getting to double down on the things that you love and are uniquely you.
1: Absolutely, man. I think that number one, like I was just inspired by these people's stories and Mm -hmm. I feel like in a lot of ways it pushed me to want to be a better entrepreneur, um, just from just the scene, the, the emotion that came out of uh, the people we got to talk to, which I didn't expect, like, I didn't expect that this show would, like, we'd have, like, tears. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. There were, like, multiple, like, moments where, like, you know, grown men breaking down, crying, like, just, you know, mm-hmm. digging, when they're, you know, digging into the the why of why they do what they do and, 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 and what's um, pushing them and... What got them to the places that they that they that they're that they're that they're at, and so it was um it was an emotional experience a
0: lot of days. Mm-hmm. And what and there's it's one thing to film it, another thing it's to release it out into the world. Yeah. And and how how do you feel like how it was received? Was that did that change things a little bit for you and your family? Like um, now I'm on TV and kind of a celebrity. Is that was that weird? Um, well, I don't identify with the idea of being a celebrity
1: <laughs> at all. But what was cool was that, like, there's people that I don't know that I've never met that their first introduction to me is, you know. And they feel like they know you because
0: they're watching you on TV.
1: Yeah. And so that was a very new thing for me. I was actually, yesterday, (laughs) this is kind of funny, yesterday I walked into the wine shop to go pick up some wine. And there was this older couple. They're probably in their 60s. And they were kind of like staring at me. And I was like, you know somebody staring at you? You're yeah. like, what's happening? Like, what? Like, what? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And then the wife, she goes, she pulls up her phone and she was like, she pulled up the, the, the Discovery Plus app, uh-huh. like the picture of me, like on the front of the show, like the, uh-huh. like the streaming yeah. version yeah. of the show. Uh-huh. And she says, <laughs> this, this is you. And I was just like. Yeah, it, nobody's ever done that to me, uh-huh. but uh, that, is, that is me, and I'm here right now. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, it's been cool to be able to share um, this thing that I love, which is um, entrepreneurship, my story and other people's story in this unique way, you know, endorsed by Chip and Joanna Gaines. Um, there's this this weird thing that happens whenever you connect with Chipping Joanna Gaines, all of a sudden your social media just becomes, like, whatever you imagine, like, the demographic of people who love Joanna Gaines, uh-huh. like, now those are the people that are, like, on, like, my Instagram followers. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 but, uh, it, it it's been a great experience, and, you know, the, the Gaines is what they've
0: created. Oh, it's incredible. It's different. They Talk like, about transforming a city. They have it's nuts, bro! Like I'm so inspired by more people. It's like twenty thousand people a Saturday, bro.
1: Visit. It's, it's nuts. I mean, you want to talk about transform like the economic development mm-hmm. of a city? What they've done in Waco? Have y'all been like down to the silos? Oh yeah, Look, yeah. it's it crazy. Is, it is. It's different. Yeah, it's a. It's like Disney World down there. But, um, super inspired by them. They've been super they're, encouraging, they're like kind people. I was like, Oh, what are they really? Are they really like that? They're really nice people. Yeah. Really <laughs> really I met, kind of I people.
0: met them once. We were playing a, not to name drop, but I'm going to name drop. It's kind of cool. Name drop, drop uh, it. <laughs> we were, we were playing a party at like Willie Nelson's ranch. Nice. And, uh, a L- uh, luck ranch. Yeah. But it, ranch. it was like before the luck reunion and they had this like dinner and anyways, they were there and. But they were so nice. Yeah. It was like, I talked to him about flipping houses for like an hour. Yeah. Just normal, normal, nice dude. Yeah. Mm. Mm.
1: Glad, I mean, it's just a, it's one of those things where it's just like, for me, um, I, I never thought that I'd be, you know, in that world, in the television world. Do but, you
0: feel like you made it now? You're like... <laughs> They're like, 2021 was a hell of a year. Hotel opens, people love it. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. TV show comes out. People love it. Like... I feel... I don't know You feel successful? No. I... mm, mm. In the sense of, like, there's, like, good pride and there's bad pride, but, like, this this is really cool. I'm doing what I I love.
1: I feel like... I... I'm sometimes, like, living in, like, someone else's, like, dream mm-hmm. world. You know what I mean? I feel, I recognize that, like, one of the things I think about quite a bit, and I think over this last year, especially, you know, with the hotel, that's been really, you think about, like, success or whatever, right? Um, I've thought about if if this is as good as it gets, this is all i do if if if, if this is the, the peak i feel happy i feel mm-hmm. very um grateful i feel very great a, a a strong sense of gratitude because i know that there are a lot of people and even just like entrepreneurs that like don't live an entire lifetime mm-hmm. without being able to you know get their dreams out yeah you know a lot of people and live an entire lives with things that you know are inside and so i have a lot of i have I, I don't think about the gratitude in terms of like man like i've done all these things and they're just so successful yeah like, i don't think about it like that no. but i think about it from the standpoint of like i've i've had the ability in my uh 37 years now to take ideas that you know once just lived in my head and or lived in my heart and introduce those things to the world and to um people that I get to know and people that I'll never meet. Mm. I feel a great sense of gratitude around that feeling. Mm. And that's something that over the last I would say year especially since opening up the hotel and seeing people, you know, literally come from all over um and share this space um with us, um there's a there's a, just a sense of like, wow.
0: Yeah, I got to get this idea out. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Not and we didn't even talk about cherry coffee. I mean yeah. and, and, and at the same time too, your wife is opening a coffee shop. Yeah. Which is yeah. I mean, y'all you had a busy, busy couple of years. Bro, I'm so
1: I'm so But it's it's glad all not be in construction of anything right now. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Outside of just like you know, just trying to you know nurture the things that we've created, she um you know had this opportunity to take over and rebrand what was Craftwork um, Coffee, where she worked for three or four years in, in as a head of operations, and she text messaged me one day. I was in Houston. What was I doing in Houston? Oh, I was in so I was in Houston. Um, working with um, a friend of mine to develop our signature scent for well, what would be our signature scent mm-hmm. for a hotel drive. Cop- Copal Cleanse. <laughs> and um, I was, was, I was um, at a restaurant, and my wife texted me, and she says, yo, um, what do you think about the idea of us buying Coffee, this The Magnolia location. And I go. Number one, I know that she had thought about it. because She'd been pretty intimately involved yeah. in business.
2: <clears throat>
1: go for it. And I and I knew and number one, like I told you earlier, like she's always just kind of been like, yo, like you can yeah. figure it out. Like can you figure out other things, like you'll mm. you'll you'll figure it out. Not because like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But I felt the same way in that moment for her to be able to kind of reimagine, you know, what she wanted for that space and so yeah Cherikoff she just celebrated 1 year mm-hmm. um and it's been it's 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 I'm I'm really proud to see what she's done particularly like just like creating um these opportunities for her staff and um she does just a great job of 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 nurturing um her people mm-hmm. and and really giving these young people um a great i think start like a career start, Um I'm putting in a position to feel seen, and um, they're doing a great job. I actually, came from there this morning. At my yeah. espresso. Yeah.
0: awesome. <laughs> well, man, it's 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 super cool. I mean, y'all have you, you, y'all have made Fort Worth better and more interesting, oh, and, and it's uh, so so have you. And it's so fun, like to go to like we went to Hotel Drys a couple weeks ago for like mm. cocktails. Yeah. It's just so it's such a good vibe. It's a really I was blown away because uh, i had i I had been a handful of times when you when you first opened, it hadn't been in a while, and there's kind of this thing with like restaurants and coffee shops, like it's all shiny and clean mm-hmm, when it's open. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. stuff just gets lived in yeah. and uh, I was like, I was blown away at how clean oh. and like still the candles were burning in the right places yeah. and this, and the ice was melting. And I was like, it's a year later, and oh. it still like looks meticulous, man well, we've got a we've got a a, a
1: great team that that does that 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 you know, feels pride in the work they do to keep the place looking good, feeling good. And, and like going back to those, ex, those experiential elements, those are the, the music things. and the
0: smell. Oh, and the... Man, it's gotta
1: be on, man. Yeah. Well,
0: That's I want to, I want to hit you, um, just with some random rapid. Yeah. Uh, what, if you could go back to your younger self, what advice would you give? So any, any, like if you could go, I would say, younger Jonathan,
1: it ain't going to happen as fast as you thought it was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but be patient. Your time is coming. But in the mean, in the meanwhile, learn as much as you can. Soak up as much as you can from what, at the time, might feel like really shitty situations. Um, because you're going to be able to apply that
0: down the road. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, best decision that you have made? Hmm. Best decision that I've made. It's like one decision. This was one of the best decisions I've ever made. You may have already talked about it.
2: Um, I think that...
1: Probably picking up from Atlanta where I went to school and deciding to move back to the Metroplex. And at the mm-hmm. time... You know, it was like, you know, tried the college thing out, wasn't really popping <laughs> like I thought it was going to be. um. And that was a tough move. That was like one of those like ego, like yep. those things like kind of tucking my, my tail and coming back, you know, home. But ultimately, it, 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 it gave me this space to define you know who i would become with the backdrop of you know particularly fort worth the city that you know my my parents grandparents all grew up in uh, and being able to kind of start my entrepreneurial career here making that move you know i was i was young when i said you know what leaving atlanta coming back to Mm -hmm. texas um so that if that would not have happened i have no clue what Life would would look like. Mm, That's good. I was gonna say. I think sometimes like moving is the best thing a person can do. Yeah, whether it be away from home or to like sometimes like the best thing you can do is new environment, move, change your environment.
3: Yeah. Um. What's favorite hotel you stayed at?
1: All right. So, I have a current. I have a current favorite room situation, and then I have a. Current favorite lobby situation. Okay, yeah, I want to hear both. Yeah. Right. I like it. I also am literally wearing El Ray Court hotel shirt. Like I love I love I love hotels.
3: I know it's awesome. Um
1: You're like a fanboy of hotels. I love yeah. hotel fanboy. Oh God, <laughs> it's weird. Um favorite guest room right now is the Ace Hotel in Brooklyn that just opened up like a year ago. Okay. It's in Bormhill. Hill. Um, it has just like a very like Japanese kind of vibe to the furniture, the pieces. Um, I love the guest room um at the Ace in, in Brooklyn. Um if you're in Brooklyn, like it's it's and the lobby's cool too. It's a it's a dope lobby. But the guest room there, I love. My favorite hotel lobby right now. Outside of we're saying not hotel outside of hotel drive.
0: Yeah, yeah, you okay, can't, okay, you okay, can't okay, okay, say your own hotel. That's okay, like my okay. favorite song okay. is my song. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. Um,
1: the proper hotel in Santa Monica in California, the lobby is ghost. Like, oh, really? It is <laughs> okay. The sexiest space that you've ever seen. Um, am Googling it Kelly, right uh, Kelly Worsler. The interior designer there, but they they do uh, the proper does really great design. I said
0: it one in San Francisco, and it was okay. Yeah, super I, think that, cool. I think
1: San Francisco was one of their first, um, if not their first um, location. But Santa Monica lobby, yeah. Oh, proper hotel. Oh my god, like yeah. mm, chef. It it is chef's kiss. <laughs> it is chef's kiss. Everything about the seating, the lighting, everything. Oh yeah, smell. Cool. The staff, chef's Kiss. I like it. Such so yeah. cool vibes.
0: Um, do you have any, like, books or resources or, like, just th- that were really, really influential and helpful for you that you maybe— You recommend them a lot or, like, this was—
1: I remember, I you know, one of the, like, just, like, the books that, like, stuck with me, I think I read it two or three times, was How to Win Friends and Influence People. Dale Carnegie. Classic. nineteen. We just cool. had
0: another guest just say that same
1: thing. What I loved about that book was that, number one, it was written like the 20s or 30s. And the principles are just very applicable. Yeah. You know, one of the things he said um, in that book is, that always just stuck with me, was the sweetest words to any man's ears is hearing the sound of his own name. Mm. And that's something that I carry with me to how do we think about things um, at the hotel. But even I remember opening up the barbershop, I remember telling our team, like, guess what? When people walk into this space, we're going to refer to them by their name. Um, and that was something, because like, I remember going to I mean, that barbershop I used to go to in Dallas. Before, mm-hmm. I remember I would go into that barbershop like, I'll be going there for like a year, year and a half, and like, I'm pretty sure that God didn't even know, yeah, my name, new, new, yeah, you know, he remembered me from coming in, yeah. but, um, these these small, I, I, I'm a big believer in small, um, uh, small things that you can do that make a big difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, low cost or no cost things. It literally just take effort. Hey, man! Like when you walk into my barbershop, shop, guess what? You you feel seen. You feel recognized. And um, uh, Dale Carnegie, like that book, like that always stuck with me. And so mm-hmm. being able to like implement those practices, um, I think I think they they have the ability to make a, a big difference on um, the experience that people have and and what they remember being different, especially um things that you know things that can take. Businesses, you know, outside of the, you know, the commodity that they are, and and and, and make them less transactional and, and feel like relational. Those are the things that I try to lean into. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
0: cool, that's great.
3: I got it. one more. Uh, okay, so we we went through kind of the story of different businesses or hotel drys. Now we got the, we got the Magnolia Network show. Is there something like? Is there a time where you are like kind of reflecting on? Man, you know, if I quit tomorrow, you know, Mm -hmm. what do I want to be remembered for? Like, Mm -hmm. what is my stamp? Like Jonathan Morris, man, his stamp on is it Fort Worth or his stamp on life? Man, he did this. It doesn't have to be he did these things, but he made an impact by legacy, legacy of of some sort.
1: I, I want for, I want for that which I create to be facilitators for other people, right? Mm-hmm. I want for my dreams in the world to be a function that allows other people to build or get closer to their own dreams. And so what, you know, to me, I know, when I, when I look at the barbershop, right? When I sit down and, and you know, interview a a new bar, I just I just met with a um a, a a new barber we're about to we're about to hire last week. Young kid, man, he's 20 years old and just finished barber college. And he loves what he does, you know. And to me, I think about a kid like that, and I say, you know what? This is this barbershop, this idea for a business is my dream. But like I want for this to be um uh, a sp- a space that allows you to amplify and see what can be done um, and take your dream to the mm-hmm. next level. And I think there's, I just think that, there, I think that that's what, you, I think that's what you guys do as well. You know, creating, especially just employing people. I think there's a, there's a huge um, opportunity whenever you are like putting people in position to do the things that they want to do. Like I, I, I had to learn early on that like, you know, these businesses, these things that I am growing, it's like, it's not just about me, the impact that they can have on, on people's lives and their family's lives and their own legacies. Um, I want to be known for, uh, you know, my things, helping other people do their things.
3: I, I I think that that is like the perfect answer. Literally the common thread, and I wrote this down is Jonathan Morris is building an empire for other people. Mm. That's what I wrote down. Mm. And that's I good. was like, man, he is, he's building, an em- and you can see when people are building an empire for themselves, you know, it's like, you know it, but you are building an empire for other people to serve other people. And that, that's what I've seen in every single aspect, even the show. Yeah. It's like every single aspect of your life, the way you treat people, the way you interact, the way you defend your employees on social media, the way you <laughs> do, I mean, all these the little things, like you said, don't cost you anything. That's what, you, that's what I feel like you're doing. And so I feel like that answer is like, I'm like, well, you're doing it. Cause I wrote it down, man. So that's, that's cool. I appreciate it. Thank you for seeing me. Jim. Yeah, man, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well,
0: man, this has been, this has been fun. Thanks for sharing all this with us. Thanks for what you do. Um, it's, cool. it's inspiring, man. It, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. And it's fun to hear you talk. You're such, <laughs> a, you have such a, you have this, this baritone voice and you're a great, you're a great storyteller. And so, man, this has been a, it's just been a treat. I think we've been talking for like over an hour and a half. Oh, wow. And it feels like we could, it feels like we need like episode, a second episode. I agree. I agree. I had all these questions I didn't even get to get to. Maybe Um, next time. I'll be real.
3: That's right. Thanks,
0: man. We appreciate you. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Congratulations, you made it all the way to the end. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Stories with Soul. If you enjoyed the interview and like what you heard, please help us out and share, subscribe and like anywhere you listen to podcasts when you share and subscribe it is insanely helpful and allows us to keep producing new episodes you can always join us directly in the studio by watching the video version on our website 6thavstorytelling.com stories with soul is brought to you by 6av storytelling an organic marketing company building standout brands on the foundation of story you're obsessed with your business and we want to make the world obsessed with it too thanks for listening